Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 15, The One-on-One Special, Part 1. Robin plays victim as usual. She is stuck in her grieving process in her mourning, so much so that she doesn't even know how to look at the future right now. And Cody says, you make choices when you are young and then you try to do everything possible to do good by those choices. And then you get older and you don't like those choices that you made anymore. So it's been the breakup song. Christine says her theme song would be I Can See Clearly Now The Rain Is Gone. And Janelle picked Queen's We Will Rock You. Mary picked All The Single Ladies. Cody picked Losing My Religion. Now, Cody explains that the song is about unrequited love. It's not actually about losing your faith. But Cody says he likes the theme of losing your religion in the sense that you can find faith and still lose your religion. But he says some people have to hit rock bottom to find their faith. Cody, though, doesn't think that he has hit rock bottom yet. He says he still has emotional control over some things. Over what things? He's emotional. He's a fucking unhinged mess all the time. But Cody says he has emotional control over some things still. And Cody says he isn't as angry anymore. He's not as angry as he was before. Cody explains that divorce, it messes with you a lot. And change messes with you a lot. Cody looks absolutely ridiculous. He's wearing a suit. I'm sure it was very expensive, but it looks very cheap. There's a pale blue shirt with a navy suit with a red paisley type of tie with blue in it. I really think the navy suit and the colors he chose with his fake tan, it just makes him look jaundiced. It really doesn't work for him. And he also has this really Trump-esque style tan, and he looks almost like he's the color of a flavor-blasted goldfish cracker. Cody says that this has been unraveling for him. There's something about the family struggles that make him wonder, is this what real life is like? Is this what real marriage is like? Is this how it is? And Cody says all he does when he isn't working is think about this. His mind reels, he replays, and he rehashes the discussions he had. He rehashes his life mentally. He wonders how he started this plural family out. He thinks about everything. And Cody has gone back to his past, his past marriages. And Cody says this experience, plural marriage, requires that he had more than one wife. So he was in this faith and he came into this and he and Mary got married. And he got married to Janelle. And again, he got married to Christine. And he looks back, and because he was so anxious to be living his faith, to be living the principle of plural marriage, he really wasn't vetting who he was marrying to really make sure that they were compatible with him. Cody says the blame lays on one thing and one thing only. According to Cody, if you're going to marry someone for eternity, then you should start out in love. And Cody says he just thought that it was acceptable He thought that he could make up the difference. He thought everything in this situation with all three wives, Cody thought this wasn't about being in love. 
It was about growing a family together and living plural marriage. It wasn't about being in love and he wasn't in love. Cody thought, well, as humans, we love each other and we're required to. The gospel requires us to love each other. But Cody says he never actually suffered in a fit of passion in this place with any of his wives. So he wasn't in love with them, not passionately. So Cody wants to blame his failed plural marriage. He wants to blame it on plural marriage. He wants to admit that he never loved these women. He married them to fulfill this religious requirement in his faith. But he wasn't in love with these women. This is the new deflection. This is what to blame. Cody's not to blame. That's not his fault that he didn't love them, that he was following his faith, that his faith doesn't require that he be in love. So he just took whoever wanted to be in his family. Cody knew when he married Christine that he did not love her. He wasn't attracted to her. He knew way before the wedding that this was a mistake. On his wedding day, Cody knew that it was wrong. It's not like Cody did not know at that time that he did not love the women that he married when he married them. But he made these women believe that he loved them the way they loved him. Is that in accordance with their faith, deception, and deceiving? I don't believe that Cody is capable of actual, deep, unconditional love. The type of love where you can be angry at a person's mistake or you can be disappointed in them, but you still hold love for them knowing that they aren't perfect. Cody doesn't even love himself. I don't believe that he loves Robin. I don't believe Cody deeply loves anyone or anything. Other than maybe money, Cody really seems to love money. And the reason I say that is because Cody seems to equate money and flashy bullshit to status and importance. But Cody says he knew he didn't love these women when he married them. He wasn't in love with them and he knew that. But he married them wanting to live his faith. But the women married Cody believing fully and truly that he loved them the way they loved him. He lied to them. He deceived them. They loved him. They thought they loved him. These women weren't marrying Cody just to fulfill their faith requirement and just to live plural marriage. For them, they loved Cody and that's why they married him. So does God, does his God in his faith want him to marry these women who loved him? who he knows he doesn't love, who he lies to, who he deceives, who he lets believe that, yes, I love you too the way you love me. He lied to them, he deceived them to get them to marry him just so he can live plural marriage and fulfill his faith. These women didn't marry Cody for religion or for plural marriage. Ultimately, they married Cody because they loved him. And yes, they believe in that faith and they intended on plural marriage. For Cody, he admits he deceived them. He made them think that he loved them. They were marrying based on love and also plural marriage. Cody was just marrying them to fulfill this religious requirement to have the plural marriage. No woman is going to willingly marry a man they love who they know does not love them, who is just fulfilling a religious requirement. So Cody deceived them. He made them believe he loved them too. No woman would accept that. So if Cody is so really interested in his faith and living by his faith, 
Does Cody's faith allow lying and deceiving and creating lives with these women, creating souls with these women who love him, who he doesn't love, all in the name of God? Cody made these women believe that he loved them, knowing he didn't. And he said the words. He deceived them. So if Cody was so eager to live his religion and to live his faith, if Cody was so committed to his faith, does his faith allow lying and deceiving and having children with these women who love him, who he doesn't love, all in the name of God? All based on lies and deception. Is lying and deception and creating souls out of a lie just to live a faith requirement, something God would allow or want, something his faith allows to build these marriages and this plural marriage based on deceptions. It's one thing if everyone knows going into this, well, we're doing it just to fulfill the faith. I don't love you. You don't love me. We are all good. We're on the same page with it. But these women loved Cody and Cody made it clear to them that he loved them too. He deceived them. If the women knew Cody married them with no love for them just to fulfill this requirement, would they have wanted to marry Cody and live this life just to live the faith? Did Cody give them the option of telling them the truth and asking them if they were still down? Cody used these women as tools. He prayed on them to get his seat in heaven, to get his planet in the afterlife. And he lied to them. It's one thing if he were honest with the women and the women were comfortable with the situation and they wanted to marry him just for the faith requirement, knowing he has no love for them. They love him. He made them believe he loves them back. It's another thing for Cody to intentionally deceive these women and let the women feel that he loves them the way they love him, knowing he is just using them to live a sham, to fulfill a faith principle to get to heaven. The women are doing it for love. They're not just doing this for faith. Staggering Unicorn Winery is a delightful destination for those seeking the enchantment of sweet wines. With a selection of over 34 exquisite wines, each crafted with real fruit and void of any artificial ingredients, they guarantee an authentic and flavorful experience. They conveniently ship their magical creations to 38 states, right to your door, ensuring everyone can join in on the wondrous journey. For additional savings, they offer great deals, they offer wine of the month clubs, adding an extra touch of delight to your exploration of their fantastical collection. Embark on a magical journey to the sweeter side of wine at Staggering Unicorn Winery. Find them at staggeringunicorn.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cody is doing this for selfish reasons, to get his planet in the afterlife. So from day one, Cody is the bad guy, and it wasn't fair to the women. And using the guise of God and religion as an acceptable excuse to deceive these women is disgusting and it's manipulative. And deceiving the women to pretend you love them to fulfill the faith requirement so that you can get to heaven, that's gross. And if God exists, and that's not my belief system, but if she exists, I doubt she is down for people who lie and deceive to fulfill something in a book to get to heaven. That's deceiving God. That's manipulating God themselves. It seems like Cody is really just trying to make excuses and to make himself look and feel less guilty. He looks even worse than he did before he opened his mouth. Cody says he felt differently about Robin. With Robin, he fell in love. Cody says he never fell in love with the others. According to Cody, he was just choosing to be in that covenant of love with them. Suki asks Janelle if it was just a spiritual witness when she married Cody or if she was in love with Cody when she married him. And Janelle says she was in love with the idea of Cody. And she says she and Cody really got to know each other after they got married. And she loved him as much as she could. But they became much more in love as the years went by. Their love deepened. Janelle says they got married young, but somewhere along the line, she and Cody just failed to navigate that. Suki mentions to Janelle that Cody had said that he fell in love with Robin and he had a deep connection with her, a connection and a love he never experienced before in his life. So Suki asks Janelle if she ever had that kind of connection with Cody. And Janelle says they did have that connection and it was a very functional marriage. But now Cody has grown and changed and she has grown and changed. And Janelle thinks Cody has more affinity and more of a connection with Robin. And Janelle is fine with that. But she feels it's very unfair for Cody to judge their early years with that same perspective he has now. Because Cody wasn't the same guy back then that he is now. Suki mentions how Cody said that he entered the covenant with Janelle and Christine in a different manner than he did with Robin. And Janelle says she thinks it's perspective. She doesn't think she and Cody had this grand passion. And maybe Robin is that for Cody. She doesn't know. But she says what they had was good. There was love there. Cody says he met Robin and there was a safety and a vulnerability that he has never experienced in his life ever. He says he met Robin and he started weeping for joy and then it stopped for months. In my opinion, I think that Cody knew when he met Robin that he found a supply. Finally, he found a convenient supply to feed his ego. 
Now, Suki suggests to Cody that it was because he was emotionally vulnerable enough to receive Robin's love. Maybe that he felt that way. And Cody says they can't qualify it, but he and Robin had a click, whereas he worked for years with the other wives to try and to get to that place. But it just never clicked. He couldn't go to Janelle and say, hey, you aren't vulnerable with me because Cody says before Robin, he didn't know. Cody explains that there was a struggle in communication. There was a struggle with criticism or whatever. And there is just this place that they're at. There are these three wives and himself and there are the kids. And there was always a constant little civil war going on. There was constant psychic tension and it is always there. There's always tension. There's always stress. Before Robin, that was the environment. I think Cody is perceiving things the way he wants to perceive them. He's rewriting things the way he wants to rewrite them. And basically, in my opinion, I don't think Cody loves Robin any differently than anyone else. And I don't believe Cody is capable of love with the types of personality traits we see him displaying. I don't think he's capable of love in the same way that others are able to love. Cody's love is transactional. He needs a supply. He needs to feed his ego. He needs to be coddled and validated constantly and feel like a hero. And it needs to be easy and convenient for him. Underneath that fragile ego and his patriarchy bullshit and his need for control is a very weak man with no self-esteem who probably hates himself. Now, Robin is manipulative as fuck. We all know that. And she uses her emotions as a way to manipulate. And she knows all she has to do is coddle Cody and prioritize him and make him the hero to her and her kids. And she will gain stability and she will gain financial security. Her debts will be paid off. Everything will be taken care of. She'll get a nanny. Everything will be gravy. And she also doesn't have to work other than constantly coddling her six child. It's very transactional. Robin made it very convenient and Cody got to be the hero. She made it easy for him. She blew smoke up his ass and she slaved over those ego feasts in exchange for her financial security and stability for her kids. With the other women, it wasn't so easy. They had lots of kids. They had issues with Cody and they wanted Cody to make an effort. He really wasn't their hero. It wasn't perfect. It was inconvenient for Cody. He had to make an effort. It was stressful. And the wives and kids probably didn't provide Cody that ego boost, that perfect supply, whereas Robin did. Robin knew how to play the game. The other wives wanted Cody to make an effort. They had criticisms for him. They didn't provide that ego boost and that perfect supply. They demanded more. They inconvenienced Cody. It wasn't easy. They expected Cody to work hard, to make an effort. And Cody easily got his supply and convenience over at Robin's house. It made him feel good. It uplifted his fragile ego. So, of course, he gravitated there where it was convenient. I don't feel that it just clicked more with Robin. I don't feel he was any more in love with her than anyone else. But I think Cody got his supply there. He loved feeling like the hero. He loved getting his ego fed and not having the stress and the tension, not having all of that inconvenience. And Robin liked having the home and the financial security and the stability. It isn't love in my opinion. I think it's convenient for both of them and they both seem to have 
similar personality issues, and they get what they want from each other. It's very transactional in my opinion. I don't think Cody loves anyone. I think he hates himself, but I do believe that he and Janelle initially had some type of intellectual connection. She was responsible and she worked hard. She had a strong work ethic. She was ambitious. And Cody saw the money tree that Janelle was and that Janelle could be for his family. Cody is going to deny this next episode, but I think Cody thought he loved Mary in the beginning to the extent that he can. And we know Mary loved Cody with no doubts. With Christine, we know obviously she adored him and he married her for her church clout. So Cody did have different reasons why he married each wife. And I do believe for a time he and Janelle were best friends and she did love him. And I think he at times may have thought that he loved her. Now, when Cody says it clicked with Robin, he means he didn't have to try and manipulate like he had to try to manipulate his wives to get them to give him his supply. She just freely gave it. She was convenient with no stress. She freely fed Cody's ego. She helped create the monster and he didn't have to work to feel like a hero in her house. She automatically gave him that ego boost that he required. The wives had kids to deal with, they had struggles, and Cody was just phoning it in. He was feeling burdened. They all had issues in all of the marriages and the relationships that they wanted to work out with Cody, but Cody just wanted what was in it for him without having to do any work. He wanted his supply, and Robin provided that. Cody, in my opinion, doesn't love Robin. He doesn't click more with her than anyone else. Robin just understood she had to prioritize Cody, she had to coddle him, she had to blow a lot of smoke up his ass, and he would naturally gravitate to her. And in exchange, she would have her stability and her financial security. I think it's a very transactional exchange under the guise of love. I also think it's interesting how Cody calls his family situation, the dynamic they had before Robin came in with his three wives and kids, a constant little civil war. For Cody, if you aren't this perfect, loving, convenient, easy person in this dynamic who has absolute praise for him, then it's a war. You're his enemy. It's a fight, a war. Cody wants a fantasy. He doesn't want reality. He doesn't want real love. He doesn't know real love. This man doesn't even love himself. He is so weak and so insecure behind all of his bullshit that the only way he feels like he is worth anything is to live in a fantasy land where he gets his ego fed so much that it gives him a false sense of confidence to cover the emptiness and ineptitude underneath the hot air between his ears. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cody complains about the struggle with communication and criticism and vulnerability and whatever, as he put it. All of Cody's wives and kids have no problem communicating or criticizing or being vulnerable with Cody. Cody is the one who doesn't 
want to be inconvenienced. He refuses to communicate. He refuses to be vulnerable. He refuses to accept any constructive criticism and adapt his behavior. He refuses vulnerability. He puts a wall up. If anyone has anything to say or work out outside of that Cody is just perfect, he cleaves them off. He distances himself. They become the enemy. And then it's war. Just look at the conversation Cody has with Gabe and Garrison about the Rona. Gabe was pleading with his father. He communicated well. He was vulnerable. He was open. He was clear. He wanted a relationship with his dad. And Cody shut down. It was like Gabe was talking to the wall. Gabe was in tears. It was heartbreaking. And Cody only cared about himself in that moment. He couldn't validate his son or communicate back honestly. It was too inconvenient for Cody. Cody wasn't Gabe's perfect hero. Gabe wasn't providing that supply. He was providing criticism. Cody wasn't going to get anything out of it, so he couldn't give anything. It was really, really disturbing to watch. Cody has a huge personality issue. And everything Cody says to really try and minimize his accountability and to deflect, it really just showcases his mental state and his mental issues, his emotional issues. Now, Suki tells Robin that Cody said he fell in love with her because he could finally be his full, true self. He could finally be vulnerable and love her. And that was the connection he was searching for that he didn't have with the other three women. Now, of course, Robin plays dumb, her go-to. Robin says she didn't know that. She didn't know any of that until just recently. Sure, Robin, you don't ever know anything when it's convenient to not know. Robin knew everything. She just wants to play dumb as usual because it suits her victim narrative. She claims she didn't know that, and she says it makes her wonder If this is just the rewriting of history, because she says there seems to be a lot of that, she would know. She does it herself. Suki recounts to Robin that her husband is saying he wept for joy for months because he had found her. Robin responds that she doesn't think that he was telling the other wives that. Um, he did gush all over. Now Robin is saying, well, he didn't tell the women that. He didn't tell the other wives. Cody gushed all over that Robin was his soulmate. He gushed about how much he loved her. He gushed when he was courting her a million times in front of all of his wives and kids. And Christine also recounts being pregnant with Truly on her night with Cody and he sat on her bed crying because he was lovesick and he wanted to be with Robin and he was trying to convince Christine that he should marry her. He was gushing on the TV show episode after episode about Robin and their love and her being his soulmate and Robin was too. She said many times on the show, he's my soulmate. She said she made a list of everything she wanted in a man and God sent Cody to her. So they both were shoving their love down the world's throats. Suki points out that is how Cody was feeling. And when a person feels that intense inner joy, it's very hard to suppress it. It's hard to hide it. And Robin says she did her best. She doesn't know what else she was supposed to do. 
Robin says she really did her best to not have it be something that was painful for the other wives. Sure, like the fake wedding dress shopping experience where we learned that Cody was so invested in their wedding that he actually picked the dress when he didn't give a fuck about the wedding with any of the other wives. Or what about the time one of Cody's kids was wearing Cody's jacket and Robin hugged it and she sniffed it and she said, oh, I miss your dad. She told Cody's daughter, oh, I miss your dad. And she smelled the jacket like a fucking freak. Was Robin trying her best not to hurt the other wives when she knew all of the other women in that family did not kiss Cody until the wedding and she kissed Cody at the engagement and probably more. She care about respecting the wives and abiding by the same standards they did. Did she care about not hurting the wives because her behavior and her actions really show otherwise? Robin got different standards for courting and as a wife to Cody than any of the other wives got. And she's saying here that she tried her best. Okay, Robin, all of this love, love, love. You know, if you read love backwards, it's evil. This act of love, this performance of love Cody and Robin display, is it love or is it evil? Will it evolve into Robin ultimately throwing Cody under the bus when he treats her and her kids the same way he did the other wives? When the kids get older and they have criticisms, when they become inconvenient, does Robin think Cody will treat them any differently than he did his other kids? Does Robin think when she becomes inconvenient to him that he won't treat her the exact same way that he did his other wives? The difference here is Robin can walk away at any point and she is legal wife. So she is protected. She has financial security if she wants to leave. She has legal protection. She has a leg to stand on. That's something all of the other wives deserved that they didn't get. And Mary was the legal wife. And Mary sacrificed her legal wife status to give it to Robin. And now Robin has legal wife status. She's holding all the cards. And when Cody turns on her, when Cody turns on her kids as the years pass, she won't hesitate to leave. And she has that protection. She has that financial security that the other wives so deserve. Robin says she thinks she really did her best. She says she was constantly suppressing her feelings. She was constantly hiding her relationship with Cody. She was constantly hiding any kind of a connection she had with Cody. Definitely, right. The jacket sniffing, saying she missed him, the gushing that Cody was her soulmate, all of that was Robin really trying so hard to hide her connection to Cody and to not hurt these women to not hurt this family. Christine remembers the exact moment when Cody fell in love with Robin. Christine says it was a very yucky day. It was so hard for her. At that point, she and Cody were struggling and it really didn't help Cody being in love with Robin. And it really broke Christine's heart. And she says it was one of her first moments of heartbreak. That moment that Christine recalls when she realized Cody was in love with Robin. Christine was sitting on the edge of her bed and she was watching Cody get ready to go out on a date with Robin when they were courting before they got married. 
Mind you, at this time, Christine was pregnant with Truly. And Cody told Christine, I don't know what's wrong with me. And Christine told Cody, oh, you're in love with her. She came to that realization and she vocalized it. And Cody looked at Christine and he said, I am, I am in love with her. And he got really giddy and very ecstatic and excited. It hurt Christine badly. It was devastating for Christine. Christine says it was so bad because she realized at that point that everything that she knew now was going to change. Christine was right on the money with her fears. Back in season one, she feared that Cody was going to be replacing his family with Robin and her kids, and that came to fruition. And she said, sometimes the woman that comes in, the new wife, wants the man. She doesn't really want the family. That came to fruition. Janelle feared that Cody and Robin were going to ride off into the sunset. So these fears that the women had, and Christine was right on the money, they were founded. They were founded, and they did come to fruition. They felt it from day one. Next, Cody says he didn't see the problems. He thinks that he was just optimistic. He didn't see it. When is Cody optimistic? When? When have we seen Cody optimistic? Cody says he really didn't see the problems, but just because he didn't see the problems, it doesn't mean the problems weren't there. The problems were still there. Wait, Cody didn't see the problems or he willfully swept the problems under the rug, ignoring them intentionally to avoid being inconvenienced by them. Was Cody blind and optimistic or was Cody willfully ignorant? Cody says when he met Robin, it was his first time ever being in love. So it changed the dynamic and he says it's not anybody's fault. Really, it's not anybody's fault. He doesn't get off that easy. It is Cody's fault. I don't think Cody is capable of love the way others are without his personality issues. With Cody's personality issues, he doesn't experience love the way other people do. But I do believe when he married Mary, he did think he loved her. To the extent that Cody can love, of course. And I believe that marriage to Mary initially was romantic. So Cody is now rewriting history here. He did think he loved Mary when he married her. And we all know Mary loved him. Cody is rewriting history. And when Cody says it's nobody's fault, that isn't true. It is Cody's fault. He admits he wasn't in love with these women. He knew he wasn't in love with them when he married them. He married them wanting to follow his faith and he wanted to live plural marriage. The women married Cody and part of marrying him was the faith. But primarily they married Cody because they loved Cody. They thought that they loved him and Cody deceived them, making them believe that he loved them too. And that is Cody's fault. And before Cody married Christine, he knew it was a mistake. On his wedding day, he was morose. He had his thousand-yard stare. He knew. He felt it in his bones. He felt the weight of the mistake he was making, and he went ahead with it, and he stole years and years, the best decades of these women's lives from them. He created souls with them that now walk this earth with these women, created lives with them, and he deceived the women under the guise of love. 
The women did not marry Cody knowing full well he was only doing it to live plural marriage and follow his religion. They thought he felt as they did about him. So it is Cody's fault and he knew better and he did it anyways. Cody says that it was a call for them to put more effort into the other relationships. But it became a grind. It was constantly trying to prove your love and prove yourself. And it was constantly doing this dance. Cody says some years were good because the dance was working well. And Cody says what he is talking about are these struggles in a relationship where they don't have the basis of passionate love in that relationship. That's on Cody. Cody knew when he married them that he wasn't passionately in love with them. He knew that. He married them anyway. His priority was following his faith. And he deceived the women so that they believed that he loved them and was equally invested in them in the same way they were in him. It is Cody's fault. He knew better. He did it anyways. Cody wanted his planet in the afterlife. And if Cody had to say words and go through the motions to make these women believe that he loved them, he was going to do it. He was going to lie and deceive and act so that he could get his planet in the afterlife. That's not an authentic, faithful person following their faith. Doesn't his God see all and know all? Wouldn't he know the intentions of Cody's heart? So if Cody was really doing it for faith, he can't deceive God If the point of his plural marriage was for faith and he did it just for the intention of fulfilling that without loving these women just to fulfill something that it says in a book, why the fuck was he doing it? God knows his true intention of his heart. God knows that the women did it with true, authentic intention and Cody did it for selfish reasons because he thought he had to to get his planet in the afterlife. I do believe though that Cody did think He romantically loved Mary, his first wife, for a time, to the extent that he is capable of love. Cody wants to make it seem like he did all of this just for religious purposes, so he can then blame plural marriage and the indoctrination of his faith, so that all of that can blanket him, that can cover him, rather than him having to take accountability directly for what he did wrong. This narrative of, oh, I'm a victim in this, I'm innocent, I was young, I was just trying to do good and follow my religion. That's bullshit in Cody's case. If Cody was indoctrinated in this faith his whole life on a compound or if he grew up like that in a plural family, being really fully indoctrinated his whole life like that, I'd see that as a point of course. But Cody grew up LDS, mainstream Mormon, and he later adopted this faith when he was an adult. So he knew better. But Cody's ego couldn't help loving the idea of his rewards in the afterlife. In my opinion, Cody wanted his planet. And if he can't be king of the castle on earth, he thought, why not try to get it in heaven? And he deceived these women to do it. I don't believe he was just trying to follow his faith and he just didn't know any better. Next, Suki mentions to Mary that three of Cody's relationships have deteriorated completely. And she asks Mary if maybe subconsciously Cody is getting what he wants in this relationship with Robin. 
this incredible soul connection. Mary knows that Cody is happy with Robin and she knows they have this soul connection and he speaks about it often. And Mary is really happy for Cody that he has that with Robin. And Mary also thinks everybody should have that. They should. Mary thinks that it's very unfortunate that the rest of the family had to go by the wayside for Cody to get that. And Mary thinks that Cody has had the capacity to love and care for multiple wives and kids in his life before. And Mary thinks Cody has that capacity. He has that ability. But for whatever reason, he isn't doing it. Christine thinks that when Cody met Robin, she was the first one of his wives to point out that Robin was his soulmate. And she wanted Cody to acknowledge it. She wanted Cody to be honest about it so that they could figure out where the rest of the wives and kids fit in now. She felt Cody should acknowledge that, yes, Robin is his soulmate. How are we going to all make this work? But Cody refused to acknowledge it. Christine says their marriage wasn't great. And if they were living monogamy, she doesn't know. Maybe they would have stayed together. Maybe not. She doesn't know. But she says outside of Robin, their marriage wasn't great. Christine thinks that Cody marrying Robin meant she saw what a real marriage could be. And she saw Cody with his soulmate, with Robin. And she saw that Cody actually had it in him to help out around the house and to really deeply invest. Things he didn't seem capable of doing with any of the other wives. She saw he had it in him, just not with her. And Christine says she would have loved to have had a guy who would have loved to be with her. Christine explains that it's not that she didn't want Robin to have that, but she says it's really not realistic that Cody could give that to everybody. Janelle thinks that maybe Robin's relationship with Cody was so different from the get-go that it was really hard for Cody. She says it felt like Cody increasingly pulled away from wanting to be a plural husband and shouldering the responsibility of all of the families unless they conform to his way of thinking or his way of being. Janelle explains that in plural marriage, you make a covenant that you will take care of each other. So she says it's on Cody. She says Cody should have, if he wanted to keep his promise and manage his responsibilities, then he would be working very hard to make sure everybody's needs were met and not just focusing on the one wife he adored more or had more of an affinity for. See, Cody said it all when he said, my family, my wives, my kids are the obstacles to my goals in life. Cody regretted his choice of plural marriage and he didn't want to keep his promises. He didn't want to uphold his end of the agreements he made with these other women when he married them and he promised to take care of all of them and their children. So Cody's solution, because he's so selfish, was to control everyone to make his bad decision more palatable for him. He wanted to demand patriarchy. He wanted to control. He wanted to demand conform, be obedient. And if you won't let me control you, if you don't do things my way so I don't have to be inconvenienced by this choice, I regret to live plural marriage. If you don't make it easier on me, if you won't just shut up and be easy and convenient, then I will use it as an excuse why I don't have to be a father 
and a husband. And Cody did that. He wanted to control his family to make it easier on him to live with a choice he regrets. Cody's convenience, Cody refusing to own his choice and take responsibility and do the right thing whether he regrets his decision or not, Cody's convenience is more important to him than his wives and kids and his family to the point where he sees them as obstacles, as burdens in the way, as problems he wants to manage and control just to make his choice that he regrets now easier on him to live with. That's how disgusting and selfish Cody is. That's how low his consciousness is. Cody got rid of his obstacles. And I noticed that all of the wives who left Cody, they look happier, they look healthier, they're vibrant and full of life. And Cody and Robin look like gargoyles, like fine on old buildings, cold, harsh, miserable, negative, carved of stone. Both Cody and Robin look sad and miserable. And you would think Cody would be happy, that he would be lighter. But karma comes for everyone. And if you don't do right and you don't act right, it will rip you from the inside out. And Cody and Robin look miserable. Everyone else looks free and happy. Cody looks more burdened than ever, even free from his obstacles to his goals in life. He looks heavy. He's weighed down. Cody is stewing in his misery. Next, Cody wonders why he and Janelle don't work on reconciliation. And Janelle says, obviously, she isn't interested. And Cody says he is interested, but he doesn't do anything. Cody says he really doesn't like triangulating because what has happened in his family since this whole breakup is people are coming to him with somebody else's grievance. And Cody says when he sits down with Janelle, he doesn't want to ask about the kids because he doesn't want to be gossiping. Cody says the nature of their family 10 years ago was he was running from each house to each house and it was a one united family so it wasn't gossip. He wanted to know what was going on with everyone. So Cody is deflecting. Suki asked Cody a question about Janelle and Cody went off on a tangent to deflect and he answered whatever question he made up in his mind. Cody mentioned triangulating, that people triangulate. Now, Cody says people triangulate, and if Cody were to ask about the kids, they will mention someone else's grievance to him. And what's interesting is Cody and Robin love to triangulate all of the time. Yet Cody is here accusing his family of it. Cody and Robin employ triangulating as a tactic all the time. For example, when Robin wanted to be closer friends with Janelle, and Cody and Robin wanted to try and stop Janelle's solidarity and friendship with Christine, Robin told Cody all of what she perceived as her bad experiences with Christine. And then Cody repeated all of that to Janelle in the hopes that the relationship with Christine and Janelle would suffer. So the people triangulating here are Cody and Robin. Also, Cody mentions grievances, that if he were to ask Janelle about the kids, then she might come to him with someone else's grievance, and he mentions that people bring him other people's grievances. Now, with Cody, I think 
Cody assumes that the kids' issues with him are because they are taking up for their moms and taking those issues upon themselves. And that's why Cody thinks they have issues with him. The issues in Cody's mind aren't directly between himself and his kids, but because his kids might just be mad over his issues with their moms. Now, Cody really seems to think that the people in his family are weak-minded, they're unintelligent. He really doesn't seem to understand that every person in his family has issues with him for a reason, and it's not about them triangulating or taking on other people's issues themselves. These people in his family have valid, direct issues with him, and the way he treats them, the way he neglects them while favoring others is the reason why. And Cody tries to ditch his accountability by brushing it all off as this person is only mad because they are defending their mom or their sibling or they were influenced by this one or that one. They don't actually have an issue with me. Cody is doing this to make everyone else seem invalid and as if they're being petty, as if they're shit talking, as if they are the problem and he's not the problem. Cody's attitude and his perception invalidates the individual issues that some of the people in his family have with him when he brushes it off as, oh, it's all just triangulation. It also is incredibly condescending, assuming that everyone in his family is weak-minded, they're influenced by others, they can't think and feel for themselves as adults and individuals with their own minds. It really invalidates all of the issues Cody's kids have with him. It invalidates what they are voicing. It stifles their voice. He's trying to invalidate what they experience and what they recount to him that they're experiencing because he doesn't want to take accountability for it. It really invalidates the issues Cody's kids have with him directly in their relationships. Of course, Cody wants the blame on everyone but himself. Cody wants to blame that everyone in the family is influenced and swayed and taking up for everyone else's issues. He doesn't really respect each person in the family and their relationships with him or the issues that they have with him. And then he further invalidates them with this bullshit. Cody is the one who triangulates, so he wants to put this on everyone else. And Cody invalidating everyone with his bullshit will only make the relationships worse. Cody keeps digging himself a hole by trying to put his optics first. He's very selfish. Cody also triangulated when he used sex with Christine as a bargaining chip to try and attempt to get her to treat Robin with more deference. So the people who do all of the triangulation are Cody and Robin. It's interesting that Cody wants to project that on them. And he's also deflecting by talking about this instead of answering the host's question about Janelle. Cody says, what's happened is he has spent two years watching and seeing Christine and Janelle talk about him without him. They are trash talking him. So Cody feels he doesn't want to ask about anybody else because he doesn't want anybody talking about him. Cody asks rhetorically, what are they trash talking about, Christine and Janelle? Cody responds that they are trash talking him because he is guilty, guilty of not loving them. And Cody admits, yes, he is guilty of that. Cody says that's the guilty part of it. He says he got angry 
So he said, if they can't work it out, then he is withdrawing this, withdrawing love. Cody says he isn't admitting that he didn't love them enough. He isn't withdrawing love from them. He says he was guilty of not ever being in love with them. And Cody says it was guilt from the beginning that he didn't love them. He won't even admit that he is guilty of deceiving these women and giving them the impression that he was in love with them, that he did love them when he married them. So it was guilt from the beginning because Cody never loved them. He was never in love with them. But Cody claims he didn't know. It's not his fault. He didn't know. Cody explains that he married on a premise that was different than romantic love. So he is now in a place where he would like romantic love with Janelle. But he says they would have stuff to work out. Janelle isn't going to give him one more second of her time. Cody is paranoid about people trash talking him. And Cody is also delusional if he thinks that they could even possibly attempt to work their shit out. Janelle loves and respects herself as a human far too much to want anything to do with this guy. Cody says with Christine, Christine was always in a place where she wanted romantic love with him. She loved him. Cody isn't even answering the question Suki asked. He just goes off on his own tangent. Cody is one flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy if he thinks Janelle would ever be able to feel any type of romantic way after the way he disrespected her, requesting that she change herself for their marriage to work, suggesting she wasn't loyal when all she did was give to the larger family as primary breadwinner for years. Cody's an idiot and he doesn't want romantic love with Janelle. He even said on the tell-all before last, when asked if he loved Janelle, his response was, ask Janelle, she will tell you she doesn't love me. Because Cody knows he has no love for her. And he is saying this now because it's probably time to pay on the land. And the majority of that money will probably come from Janelle. And Cody knows that. Kotex is so full of shit, I can smell it through my TV screen. Suki gets Cody back on track after his deflection regarding Janelle. And Suki mentions the big fight that they play back to get Cody's thoughts on that. Of course, during the fight, Cody was very condescending. He was very disrespectful. He was pointing his finger. He was very animated. It was very abusive. He raised his voice. It was very manipulative. He was gaslighting Janelle. I'm not going to go through that whole fight again. We've all seen it before. Cody tells Suki that he and Janelle fought like that a few times throughout their relationship. But Janelle says they never fought like that ever before. Cody makes excuses. Cody says he was triggered. He was triggered because Janelle talked about the Christmas tree that she was taking to her family Christmas party that she was having with Christine. Cody explains that he got triggered because he has contempt for how Janelle has treated him. And Cody says Christine and Janelle are trash talking him because if he is small, it makes them feel okay for how they treated him. Again, Cody rationalizes in his pea brain 
that Christine and Janelle are trash talking him because if he is small, it makes them feel okay for how they treated him. I laughed at this when he said it. All Cody does all season, season after season, episode after episode is try and blame everyone else and condescend and demean everyone else and shit talk everyone else and make excuses. He vilifies everyone else saying, oh, they talk about me. They talk about me. Cody is paranoid because he knows he doesn't act right. He thinks people collude against him. They band up against him. They influence the kids. Apparently, Christine and Janelle are super powerful sirens and they get in the kids' minds and they influence the kids against him. Cody is the one sitting on TV disparaging his wives, disparaging the mothers of his kids, disparaging his kids to make them feel small. He can feel okay about the way he treats them so abusively and so toxically. Cody's projecting his behavior onto Christine and Janelle and the rest of the family as usual. Cody blames everyone. He puts everyone down. He creates paranoid narratives in his mind because he wants to make everyone feel small so he feels justified in his bad behavior. He does it for his optics. He thinks that behavior makes him look better. It makes him feel better to belittle everyone else in his family. That's how petty and small-minded this man is. What Cody projects onto Christine and Janelle, that's exactly the behavior he does to the whole family 24-7. Make them feel small in his eyes so that he can feel better about his toxic behavior. Cody is constantly putting other people down and blaming others in his family to attempt to feel justified because he thinks he will look better, because it makes him feel better. And it really only makes Cody look more like the devil he thinks he is. Cody labels the women telling their truths as if using their voice and telling their stories, telling their truths is trash talking him because if Cody sees it as them vilifying him unfairly, then he gets to feel like the victim and then he gets to feel okay mentally about his bad behavior. Cody's ego can't cope with accepting that he is the bad guy and that these women are telling the truth, that he made mistakes, that he actually is toxic. Cody can't come to terms with that. He can't come to terms with the fact that he was neglectful, that he was abusive. So Cody copes by labeling it all as trash talking him so that he has nothing to take accountability for and he can distance. Because if it's not truth and it's trash talking and they hate him, then in Cody's mind, they are the bad guys and he has nothing to own. They are the negative ones. They are the villains. He is the victim. Poor, silly, little man-child. Cody, the victim, says he may not have been in love, but he was being loving. He was trying to love. Cody wants to deflect and make this about the women wanting to leave him because he didn't love them the way that he loved Robin. It's not about love. It's about them expecting Cody to keep their promise to him and be fair and equal with their time and investment in their households and with their children. 
Hody wants to make it about love because then he can say, well, it's not my fault that Robin was my soulmate. It's not my fault that they're upset about that because then feels like it's not his fault. Like he's not accountable. It's not his fault that he fell in love with this woman and things in the plural marriage didn't work out. It's not his fault that he didn't do his responsibilities or keep his promises or try his best as a plural husband to do things fairly and equally to meet everybody's needs in the family. That's not his fault. He found his soulmate, guys. It's okay. He's off the hook. It's bullshit. Cody says sometimes he would feel in love. So he was doing it, making all the effort. And the emotion sometimes wasn't always perfectly there. But Cody says he doesn't think he is accountable for that part of it. Cody already admitted that he married the women because he wanted to live his faith. He married them not for love, but to live the principle. And we know the women married Cody primarily out of love. And yes, they wanted to live their faith. But if they did not love Cody, they would not have married him. And if they didn't think Cody loved them, they wouldn't have married him. And Cody made the women believe he loved them when he married them. He knowingly deceived them. The women didn't leave Cody because Cody didn't love them the same way that he thinks he loves Robin. It was all about Cody as a plural husband not doing things fairly and as equally as possible among all the four households and the four wives. In a plural marriage, He promised to do that. He promised to uphold those responsibilities and he didn't do it. And Robin came in and of course he gravitated to her and he put all of his effort in one household. It was never about love and the women expecting the same soulmate love and relationship that Robin had. They didn't ask for that. They didn't want that. That was never their grievance. Cody is making it about that because he could feel less accountable that way. The women just wanted fair and equal investment in their households and for Cody to uphold his end of the deal with everyone in the family. The only person now making it about love is Cody and to some extent Robin because if Cody makes it about not being in love and the women being upset that they aren't getting the same soulmate love as Robin, then Cody thinks he can get away with saying, I'm not responsible for my bad behavior. I'm not accountable for these failed marriages. I didn't love them and it's not my fault. I was in this religion. I had to live plural marriage to follow my faith. Romantic love wasn't a part of that. No one was upset. Cody had a different love with Robin than they had. They were pissed that Cody wasn't upholding the principle by investing time and effort equally in their households and with their kids like he promised when he agreed to plural marriage with each of these women. It wasn't about love and how Robin has a soulmate love and they don't. Cody is now making it about love and now he wants to blame the faith and the principle as a way to try and take zero accountability. And the icing on the cake is Cody is the victim who had to try to act his best to be in love. And everybody hates him because he didn't love them like he loved Robin. That's bullshit. That's not the case. Cody wants to make that the case to try and say, this was about religion. I didn't know any better, so it's not my fault. If romantic love isn't important in his faith, then he can say, well, I never loved them. I loved Robin. I did this for my faith. 
I didn't know better. It's not my fault. When we know, Cody knew better. This is Cody's bullshit way to try and shirk any shred of accountability and he thinks he can make himself the victim who knew no better. But let's remember, Cody knew enough to lead these women, to lie to them, to manipulate them into believing he loved them romantically when he married them. Cody knew enough to deceive and manipulate the women. But now, conveniently, he didn't know any better. When we all know that even on Cody's wedding day to Christine, for example, he knew he was making a mistake. In Becoming Sister Wives, Cody describes his wedding day as a hard day for us. And Christine writes, I was shaken when Cody showed up at our wedding with that look on his face. He was morose. Does that sound like a man who is pretty sure that he made a mistake and that he does not love this person and that he is aware that he shouldn't be marrying this person or not? Describing the wedding day as a hard day, Christine saying she felt devastated, noticing a morose look on his face. Does this sound like two newlyweds in love? Does this sound like Cody knew right from the start better than to marry Christine? Cody says, well, he didn't know better. It's not his fault. He didn't know better. Listen, Cody and his wife think playing dumb will work to their advantage. I wonder if between them sometimes they have an IQ of even 80. With all of this, I don't know. I don't know. They only seem to remember whenever it's convenient. If Cody and Robin think these tactics and manipulations will work to make them the victims in this fuckery, they really underestimate the average intelligence of their viewers. Cody knows this isn't about love or emotions or the other wives being upset that they didn't get the same romantic love that Robin did. Janelle had an issue with Cody neglecting her sons. And Christine had an issue with Cody favoring Robin and neglecting her household to spend all of his time over at Robin's house meeting Robin's needs. What's love got to do with it? The ex-wives just wanted a fair and equal effort from Cody, their husband. Cody promised. Cody signed up to meet the responsibilities and the wants and needs of all of these women and for all of the lives that they created together as a father and husband in this plural family. And Cody didn't hold up his end of the agreement. It has nothing to do with love and Robin getting a soulmate romantic love and them not having that love. They just wanted fair and equal as a plural husband should act with all of his wives and children and households across the board and they weren't getting that. Cody can make this about a disparity in love, all he wants, and how they're all jealous that Robin gets the romantic love and it's not his fault, he didn't know any better, he just wasn't in love. He can make that bullshit song all day long, he can sing that song, but that's not what this is about and Cody is using that bullshit as a deflection from the accountability and his toxic behavior and him not upholding his end of the deal as a plural husband and it's bullshit. The wives really just wanted a fair and equal effort from Cody with all of his kids. And Cody knows he didn't hold up his end of the deal with plural marriage as a plural husband. And so now he wants to just say, well, it's not my fault. I didn't love them. 
But not one wife said he doesn't love me the way he loves Robin. They said he isn't here. He isn't seeing the kids. He is always there at Robin's. And all they wanted was equal time and fair investment. And the main issue they had with Cody was him neglecting his other kids in the family while investing everything in Robin and her kids. So Cody now wants to make this about love and he wants to talk about love rather than about him not doing his job as a father and a husband to the rest of his plural family. And it's utter bullshit. It's pathetic as usual. Janelle watches the fight with Cody and contrary to Cody, she says she and Cody have never fought like this before. Even though Cody says they've had this type of fight a couple times, Janelle says that's not so. Janelle says, sure, she and Cody, they've had harsh words for each other in the past, but it was never anything like this fight. It was never to this level. Janelle says she went into that conversation, that fight with talking points she wanted to make because she knew Cody was looking for a fight. She knew Cody would come in really strong. He would come into this argument. And Janelle says she just shut down. Cody was so aggressive that she couldn't express herself. And Cody wouldn't let her. Now Janelle wishes she just told Cody, listen, this isn't working anymore at that point. Janelle says it was too emotional with a lot of finger pointing. Cody was very aggressive and it frustrated her. And Janelle says in all of their communications in the past, it has always been about something somebody else did or something that she did. It's never ever, well, I could have done this better coming from Cody. Cody taking accountability. She says Cody never self-reflects and says, well, I could have done this better. And Mary thinks Cody needs to do a lot of self-introspection and she admits it's hard to do. Did Mary ever do self-introspection ever to admit that had the catfish been a real man that she would have easily left the family? Mary can't say what Cody has been doing, but she says it doesn't feel like he is self-reflecting to her. And she says there is still a lot of blame going on. Robin says Cody told her that when he saw the Christmas tree over at Janelle's and he realized what the Christmas tree was for and Janelle said she was taking it to the rental property to spend that time with Christine with that tree, that really upset him and Robin knows that was a trigger for Cody. Being triggered is not an excuse to be a dick or to be disrespectful or to point your finger in someone's face and be aggressive or any of that. Robin, of course, makes excuses for Cody. She wants to back Cody up. And she says, it upset Cody so much because Christine left him and Janelle was still his wife. So Cody was expecting Janelle to support him. And what he thought he saw happening, what he felt was happening, was that Janelle was giving more support to Christine. Janelle was giving more understanding to Christine and she was siding with Christine. And so Cody felt like Janelle picked sides, like she took Christine's side. And Cody says Janelle never once expressed any empathy to him. Never during the breakup. There was never a shred of empathy or support from Janelle. Janelle sided with Christine. And with that, he and Janelle gradually unwound. They unraveled their relationship to this point where it is at now. Listen, the unraveling of the relationship 
was never at the point of Janelle siding with Christine. The unraveling of the relationship probably began when Cody asked Janelle to change herself, to be more obedient like Robin, to be more loyal like Robin, when Cody suggested that Janelle had to change herself for Cody to be willing to invest in their marriage. And she also had to choose her loyalties. She had to choose between her sons or Cody and the marriage. That has nothing to do with Christine. But Cody doesn't want to discuss the truth. He doesn't want to take any accountability. So he wants to just make it about Christine. Just like when Christine left Cody, he tried to make it all about COVID and the way he handled COVID and the pandemic when it had nothing to do with that. It's easier for Cody to make it about Christine than for Cody to make it about his toxic behavior and his ultimatum about his sons. Also, just because you're married to someone, if they're in the wrong and they're wrong about something, it doesn't mean if you truly love them that you just blindly stand with them and support them in their wrong when you know they are wrong. You are still, as an individual, accountable to do the right thing and support the right things, whether that person is your husband or not. If your husband murders someone, or if your husband is planning a murder, for example, do you go help them buy the gun, or do you call the authorities if you know that they're going to act on this? Janelle was doing what was right for her, for herself, for her morals, for her conscience, for her loyalty, for her heart, and Cody was behaving in a very unhinged, low-conscious way. And she stood by the person who was more loyal to her and her kids. Cody may have been her husband, but that doesn't mean she should blindly support Cody's toxic behavior. That doesn't mean she should support Cody's mistakes and follow him into the gates of hell. Cody thinks that Janelle sided with Christine and he bitches that Janelle never showed him any empathy or love. Cody says he doesn't think Janelle is capable of it. Oh, 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 Janelle isn't capable of empathy and love? Oh, projection much? Cody says it's weird to him that Janelle wouldn't even tell him, wow, this is so sad, it's hard for you. He says there was nothing from Janelle, not a word. Cody explains that he is jealous because Christine and Janelle are now behaving the way he thinks they should have as sister wives for 25 years and they're doing it now. And Cody sees it as a big F you directly to him, as if Christine and Janelle are getting along now just to piss him off. Cody is disgusting, and Cody is also paranoid and delusional. Christine and Janelle get along great because they consciously want to create a support system and keep part of what was once an intact family there for all of the kids to have stability and a support system. They also both have dealt with Cody's toxic behavior. They know his personality. They have both experienced being married to that idiot. And they all raise the kids together. They both have a shared history. And they both really appreciate and see each other's sacrifice for the larger family. And they share a bond. Cody is so egotistical and resentful and hateful that he has to make it all about him. As if Christine and Janelle get along now just to say a big fuck you to him, like they hate Bond over him, when it really in all reality has nothing to do with Cody and everything to do with the family and supporting the kids. It has to do with their loyalty to each other and 
their appreciation and gratitude and respect for each other. Cody is so paranoid that he takes it as if it's a direct slight to him and Cody hates to see two strong, smart, beautiful women connecting to support the kids. He despises that Christine is still the heart of the family and that Janelle and Christine and the kids have a core that remains intact despite their separation from him. Despite Cody's absence, Christine, Janelle, and the kids are still the nucleus of this family. And they always will be that nucleus, that heart of the family. And Cody isn't a part of that. They survived without Cody, and Cody hates it, and Cody's jealous, and Cody feels very threatened by these strong, beautiful, intelligent, independent women. Christine and Janelle's relationship has nothing to do with Cody. It's about the kids. It's about the family. Something Cody knows nothing about. Christine says that Cody feels betrayed because Janelle is her friend. And she says, look, this is what jealousy looks like. And now Cody can taste some of his medicine. He can see how hard it is when two people have a bond. Christine thinks that maybe Cody is jealous of she and Janelle's awesome bond. Maybe he's jealous that they co-parented together and Christine says jealousy sucks and now Cody knows it sucks. That sometimes Janelle picked her over him. And Christine says sometimes Janelle picked her over Cody because Janelle could talk to Christine and Christine will always work things out with Janelle if there's an issue. They've had their fights, they've had their disagreements, like in any relationship or friendship, but they always, always work them out. So Cody is getting a dose of what it is like to be a sister wife for 26 years. And Christine really wants Cody to take off his blinders to see what it was like for them living in that plural family. Suki mentions to Cody how Christine said, Now she and Janelle are getting along. They chose each other. So now Cody maybe can understand how it feels to be a sister wife. Unfortunately, I don't believe Cody has the ability to feel empathy. Cody responds that sure, reverse the tables. And if you look at it from the perspective of one-on-one, then Cody says institutionally, plural marriage, it's an unfair lifestyle. And Cody says he never said it wasn't unfair, but he says the women got to choose their husband and they chose. So it's on them if it was unfair. It's not on him that even though, yes, plural marriage is inherently unfair, that it is on the plural husband to be responsible for all of the relationships, to do things as fairly and equally as possible, to make it as fair and as healthy and as functional as possible. Cody doesn't want to take accountability for that. So it's on them. Listen, plural marriage is already unfair. It doesn't matter what I did. It's unfair no matter what. I'm not responsible for making it worse for these women. Don't look at me. That's what Cody's saying. They made their choice. They made their bed. They laid in it. Cody's a dick of the highest order. Plural marriage is unfair, but also in their faith-based version of polygamy, The husband is also supposed to do things as fairly and equally across the board as possible. That's a big part of their plural marriage and that ideal. And Cody knew that and he made it even more unfair by not keeping his promise 
of doing things fairly and equally with all of the wives and kids in all of the households. Cody consciously spent all of his time in one place. And the woman signed up expecting Cody to consciously go by the book and do this as fairly and equally as possible with everyone in mind. And Cody was able to do that until Robin came into the family. Then Cody stopped trying to do things fairly and equally. When Robin came in, he said, fuck what I promised, fuck my responsibilities, fuck doing this in a conscious way. I'm prioritizing me. And the women knew that plural marriage was unfair going into it. They knew that it would be a struggle and they did choose to marry this dick face, but they also expected Cody as the plural husband to uphold his end of the deal in upholding his responsibilities and being conscious about this and doing this as fairly and equally with his time and investment across the board as he could. They expected Cody to always share their priority of the larger family as well. If Cody really did this to live his faith, he would be prioritizing the larger family with everything he did. Would be making a conscious effort to do things as fairly and equally as he possibly could as the plural husband, knowing this is an unfair situation for his wives. We've seen other polygamist men do that. Joe Darger seems to do that. Brady Williams definitely seemed to do that from My Five Wives. So you can be conscious about this to make it as fair as possible, to make it as healthy as possible, to minimize the suffering. Instead, Cody did everything he could to magnify and multiply as much suffering as possible with his behavior. Because as a plural husband, he decided, fuck my responsibility to do things as fairly and equally as possible. It's already unfair. I want to go to Robin. I'm going to spend all my time and investment there and fuck how the other wives feel. I'm not going to do this consciously. And Cody knew better and he didn't do his best to do the right thing here. Cody did this for his ego. And if this had anything to do with his God or his faith, we would really see a guy trying his best to be a responsible father and a husband, a man trying his best to be as fair and equal as possible with his time and investment across the board. It is a very hard role to fill. We all acknowledge that. But Cody made that choice. He promised these women consciously that he would do his best to do that and he didn't uphold his end of the agreement. He didn't try his best. He wasn't conscious about being a plural husband. And these women expected him to do what he promised, to at least try. And Cody just said, fuck it. And they all knew going into it, of course, that it was an unfair lifestyle. They all made that sacrifice. And in return, they expected Cody would make that sacrifice and behave consciously as a plural husband. Cody also promised as the plural husband that he would do his best to make this as fair as possible, to be as equal and fair as possible in his time and investment with all of them. And he doesn't get to chalk it up to, well, plural marriage is just unfair. They chose it when he is the one who made it even more unfair. He is the one who made it more dysfunctional by investing everything in Robin and neglecting everyone else. Cody is the one who made it even more unfair. Cody made it torture for those women and their kids. And that's not on the lifestyle. That's on the man. That's on Cody. Cody says there are other things that happen during this time that he can't speak on, but he makes it clear that he and Janelle, they weren't getting closer. They were getting 
farther apart. And Suki asks if it's because Cody perceived that Janelle took Christine's side and so he just maybe wrote Janelle off and because of that, the relationship didn't work out. And Cody says he didn't write Janelle off. He just didn't feel as devoted to that relationship with Janelle anymore. And Cody says just before Christmas, they talked about Thanksgiving stuff and he had just had the Rona and Janelle was gone on a vacation with Christine when he got sick. I want to mention something here. Let's not forget when Cody got the Rona and he was ill, how he called Gabe on his birthday just to bitch about how bad his symptoms were. He wanted sympathy. He wanted attention. He wanted to milk it for all it was worth. And this was Gabe's birthday. This was the day this soul, this human life Cody created with Janelle came into this world, came onto this earth, and Cody completely forgot that it was Gabe's birthday. He was so selfish. All he did was talk about his symptoms and his illness, and it broke Gabe's heart that his birthday was forgotten by his father, one of the souls who created him. Now, Gabe seems really wise and really sensitive, and he also seems very emotionally intelligent. And Gabe thought that his dad was calling for his birthday. Naturally, he had that expectation. And during the whole phone call, Cody bitched about his suffering and his symptoms, and not once did he remember, oh my God, it's my son's birthday. He didn't mention Gabe's birthday. He forgot. So Cody wants to talk about his suffering, how he suffered. He wants understanding. He wants empathy. But he doesn't want to take any accountability for the suffering he causes, especially to his kids and to his ex-wives. Cody says it was a dark place when he got sick and it felt like a betrayal that Christine and Janelle were together on a vacation when he was sick. Excuse me. But when Janelle and her kids got sick, was Cody there dropping off chicken noodle soup, helping out? Cody didn't give a fuck. Cody didn't do anything to help. And Janelle and her kids, by the way, were exposed to the virus through that birthday party they had for Ariella at the Goblin's Lair because Robin's nanny got COVID days before and they still had the party at Robin's house. Cody wasn't there for Janelle and her kids when they got sick, but Cody expected Janelle to drop everything to travel back home. She was far away on vacation to be there and expose herself to it. And Janelle explains that she and Christine, they were on a vacation together and she was at the hotel and Cody called her there at the hotel and he told her he was sick. Now, what the fuck is she supposed to do from hours and hours and hours away? What the fuck is she supposed to do about it from far away? She can't even come into contact with them because she would be exposed herself to the virus. Cody didn't go to Janelle's house when she was sick to expose himself to the virus to help her and her kids when they were all sick. Now, Janelle was going to call Christine and say that she was going to go back home. She even called Cody's doctor to see if she should go home. Cody was being dramatic. He was freaking her out. He was really scaring her. So Janelle called the doctor to see if she needed to do anything, to see if she needed to call to get Cody oxygen or whatever. She didn't know what she needed to do. She considered coming home, but then she realized she couldn't go to the house anyways She couldn't really go inside. She would be exposed to the virus herself. There was nothing she really could do. She couldn't be exposed herself, so she didn't go home. She doesn't get why Cody is making such a big deal about her not coming home. And Cody is saying things like 
She didn't have compassion for him when he was sick. Janelle says compassion for Cody is for the months afterwards. He would bring up, well, I almost died during adult conversations about family issues and things with the family. Cody would just bring up, well, I almost died as a way to deflect and not take responsibility and not have these adult conversations. Janelle says she gets that Cody almost died, but the conversations they were having when he would bring that up as a deflection, they weren't about him. They weren't about his Rona or about him almost dying. It was about family stuff, serious things, something else. And then Cody wanted to interject and use him almost dying as an excuse to deflect. And she wasn't going to let Cody use that to deflect. There was nothing Janelle could do to really help Cody even if she was local and in Flagstaff at that time. Cody expected Janelle to come back from her vacation just to drop stuff at his doorstep, basically. And we have to remember, when Janelle was sick and all her kids were sick with the Rona, Cody didn't bother dropping anything off. He was local to her. He was in Flagstaff. He didn't help out. He didn't expose himself to the virus to help them. He didn't even drop off chicken soup or Lysol wipes on the porch, I bet. He didn't do a damn thing. Yet Cody expects Janelle to drop her vacation and just come home just to go to the pharmacy and drop some stuff on his doorstep. Cody was local to Janelle. He didn't do anything to sacrifice to help her out when she was sick. Cody wanted to use his illness as a way to control Janelle. He wanted to use his illness as a way to manipulate Janelle into coming home because he didn't like that she was on a vacation with Christine. Cody knew there was nothing Janelle could really do to help him. Cody also used his COVID and what he claims as being near death as a way to deflect during conversations to avoid discussing family issues or things that might be inconvenient for him to discuss, where he might have to, for example, take accountability. So he would use his past suffering from COVID or being near death, which I doubt to be true, as a way to avoid these conversations. A lot of people in this world suffered through the virus. A lot of people passed. A lot of people lost loved ones. And Cody using it as a way to deflect and control someone is really an insult to anyone who experienced it in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. Janelle doesn't feel like you can use the Rona as an excuse. And Janelle also thinks Cody uses this anger or betrayal with Christine as an excuse as well. Christine says that Cody called when they were on their trip, they were having a lovely time, and he told Janelle she needed to come home to get some stuff for him, and Janelle initially said okay. And Christine said no, and she wondered what Janelle could possibly do, because all Janelle could realistically do was drive home, end the vacation, to go to the store just to buy him stuff, to leave it on his doorstep. She won't see Cody. She's not going to be able to take care of Cody. So Christine reminded Janelle that when she had COVID, Cody didn't go over there to take care of her. So Christine told Janelle, listen, you're staying on this vacation with me and Janelle stayed. Cody explains that he was triggered by Janelle and also by the betrayal of her not backing him up with the kids. They talk about the tree triggering Cody some more. It's amazing. He's an alpha male. He can handle everything. It's water off a duck's back when his family attacks him. But oh, he gets triggered. Is he an alpha male or is he triggered? Which one? Because he can't be both. 
Suki wonders if the tree upset Cody so bad, why he didn't just ask to show up and visit and see his kids for a little bit during the holidays at the rental. She wonders why Cody didn't just ask Janelle if he could visit the kids at the rental during Christmas. And Cody says he felt personally that they are trying to blame Robin, the kids are estranged, and Janelle has been saying that Robin is this broken dove that Cody has to protect from these assholes. And Cody feels like they have all been absolute assholes to Robin and they're assholes to him too. But Cody says when they're assholes to him, he puts up with it. It's just water off a duck's back. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's water off a duck's back, but he is seething in anger, discussing Christine and Janelle colluding against him all season, discussing how Christine turns the kids against him. But yeah, it's no sweat. It's water off a duck's back. Cody doesn't mind. He could take it. This guy is more fragile than a house of cards. He doesn't mind. It's no sweat. Yet he's sitting there disparaging his ex-wives, blaming his ex-wives and kids every episode. But he doesn't mind that they treat him like an asshole. He doesn't mind. Cody says he didn't want them separating he and Robin from each other. And he says where he goes and where she goes with that part of the family, she won't feel welcome and her kids aren't going to want to be around those other kids. I don't buy that for a second. The kids have all expressed wanting to see each other and the kids involved Robin's kids in the sibling gift exchange. Some of Janelle and Christine's kids have expressed missing some of Robin's kids and the only thing standing in the way is Robin. She interfered in the sibling gift exchange and she tried to control the situation and she tried to manipulate Cody's other kids so that ultimately it blew up in her face and her kids didn't participate in the sibling gift exchange. Robin makes herself a prerequisite to any of the other kids in the family having relationships with her kids. If they want relationships with her kids, they have to kiss her ass, be deferent to her and have a relationship to her as well. If they want her kids, then Robin insists to be a part of that equation. She wants to micromanage it, and she really needs her ass kissed. If Robin didn't insist on interfering and being a part of it, the kids would probably all associate and hang out and have good relationships. The kids have all expressed missing each other. Robin and Cody are the ones barring the door. Cody says there is a lot of bullying in the family, and Cody isn't willing to put up with it anymore. Robin says she wasn't invited to Janelle's Christmas, but she says if she were invited, she would have gone, she would have brought her kids, and she would have felt safe there. And she would have felt that it was a safe space for her and for her kids. This is such bullshit. Do you guys remember when Mary was doing Christmas Eve and Mary wanted to invite Janelle and the kids and Cody and Robin both discouraged Mary from doing that? Robin said everything had to be worked out first. She worried about fighting. And Cody said he only wanted to be around the people who love him, the people who kiss his ass more or less. So that's bullshit. Even if Robin got an invite to Janelle's, she wouldn't go. And she knows that her kids easily could have participated in the sibling gift exchange if she didn't interfere. They wanted her kids there. The other kids wanted Robin's kids there. Robin refused. She wanted to take the time to complain about not getting the respect she demanded. She tried to resort to manipulating Cody's kids during the text exchange. She wanted a video chat claiming that her kids don't even know who their brothers and sisters are. 
and it created even more discord and strife in the family. Robin didn't feel safe to have her kids participate in the gift exchange any longer. When if she just butted out and she let the kids handle it themselves, they probably all would have done this beautiful, nice family thing with no problems and no hiccups. The people making the dynamic unsafe in the family are Cody and Robin. Suki tells Robin that Cody shared with her that it wasn't a safe space for Robin or the kids to go to over at Janelle's. And Robin thinks Cody is saying that because of this idea that the boys are blaming her for stuff. Robin kept thinking that Cody would work something out with the boys to make stuff okay. And Suki explains that there are two different non-negotiables for Cody and Janelle. For Janelle, it's the kids, her sons. For Cody, it's all about revolving around Robin and protecting Robin, wanting everyone to get along with Robin, wanting everyone to stop blaming her. Robin gets that as a husband that Cody has that right to say that, but Robin says she never wanted an apology. She didn't ask for an apology. She never expected an apology. And she wasn't saying that to Cody, that she wanted an apology. She had nothing to do with it. And Robin says she feels very frustrated that her name got brought into this because this wasn't something that she was interested in. Suki talks to Janelle about this. And Suki tells Janelle that Cody corrected himself, saying he didn't any longer want an apology from the boys. He wanted a conversation. And Janelle says the mechanics were still the same. Cody kept saying after Robin's prompting, he did change wanting an apology to wanting a conversation. And he said the boys can come make peace with him. They can have a conversation where they make it right with him. And then they can come over for the holidays. So Cody says he walked out after the fight with Janelle because he was done talking to her. And Cody says in that moment, he thought that he was done with Janelle. He was angry and he knew he couldn't live like this. He couldn't be betrayed like this and be okay with it. Cody says he is supposed to be the head of the family and he had been undermined completely with Janelle. Cody says you're in a tough spot and you wonder, do I put more effort into it or not? And so Cody thinks he and Janelle both saw so little value in the relationship that they now have not made the steps to bring it back together. Cody says Janelle sees more value in a relationship with Christine than she does in a relationship with him. I wonder why. Both those women respect each other. If they have issues with each other, they communicate respectfully. They talk it out. They're loyal to each other. They understand each other's sacrifice. They understand what it's like being married to a guy like Cody. They have shared history together. And they really both have the same priority, the kids in the family. And they will always prioritize that and share that priority. And they both respect and love each other and they have gratitude for each other's sacrifice in this plural family that once was. Cody doesn't do any of that. He doesn't have the ability to be loyal, to have gratitude, to appreciate sacrifice, to be respectful, to communicate, to take constructive criticism and work with it to improve himself. Cody isn't capable. Cody says in the moment when he left, he thought, I don't ever want to talk to Janelle again. And he felt so betrayed. Robin says she was telling Cody to go work it out with Janelle, to talk to her. And Robin kept saying, well, 
Cody and Janelle, they have so many years together, 30 years, they have six kids together. So Robin felt it was worth looking at. It was worth work. Robin told Cody it was worth it over and over and over. And next, Robin does her fake cry and her apology, her cry-pology, where she scrunches up her face and not a single tear comes out. And then she says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, she's sorry for crying for this emotional interruption, her cry-pology. And she told Cody, it's worth it. It's worth looking at. It's worth fighting for. And she wondered why Cody couldn't talk to Janelle to see if there is something worth fighting for there. Robin feels that it's a long time to be married and it's a lot of kids and to just toss it to the side over this one fight, it doesn't seem right. Janelle was emotional after the fight and she says it was emotional shock because she had never fought with Cody ever like this. And after the fight, she had errands to run and so she went on her errands and she says after the fight, she felt relieved and it was the strangest thing. She was sitting in a parking lot in Flagstaff doing her errands and she felt like this huge burden had been lifted from her. She felt relieved that the burden was gone, that she didn't have to keep putting effort into this relationship with Cody anymore. One thing we're seeing in common with Christine and Janelle's separations from Cody and their development on this path is both of them, when they decided they were done with Cody, they felt relief. They felt unburdened. And that says a lot. You're married to someone you feel burdened by. They feel free that they left Cody. And the thing is, Cody is freed of his obstacles to his goals in life, but he looks more burdened and more miserable than ever before. It's crazy. It's like the life is just draining right out of him. And Robin looks miserable too. And I think that's interesting. It was two months between the fight and Janelle and Cody sitting down to lunch They didn't communicate at all in those two months. Janelle didn't want to reach out to Cody. Cody didn't want to reach out to her. There was just radio silence after that huge fight. So they play back the lunch scene where Janelle says that she wants to stay separated, where Cody can't believe that she wants to stay separated. And in that scene, Cody mentions that he and Janelle had been separated two or three times in the past. And he says he always felt like it was because Janelle couldn't manage her relationships with her sister wives. Cody never felt those separations were over him. And now he wonders if he was wrong. Suki mentions to Janelle that she feels there is a difference between Cody sitting down with her and having a conversation about their separation than with Christine. Janelle feels like she and Cody, they had all aspects of a marriage. They were healthy. Basically, Janelle and Cody still had some kind of sexual connection. They were healthy, I guess, in that respect. Now, Janelle laughs at Cody mentioning his pecs. That scene where he says, I think she thinks I'm hot. I have great pecs and a great six-pack of abs. Janelle is laughing hysterically. She thinks it's ridiculous when Cody says that. She is really laughing at him. I found it hilarious. Janelle is laughing at Cody's arrogance. I have never seen her laugh and really just from her soul, from her belly, from her heart, really laugh like that. She was laughing at Cody's arrogance with him saying that he thinks she thinks he's hot. Janelle says Cody doesn't know what he was talking about when he said that. And she says it was fine. She really didn't care about it because there's so much more to a marriage than that. And Janelle reveals 
that Cody loves his pecs so much. We know Cody loves admiring himself, although there's nothing to admire like Narcissus. He loves his reflection. Like he really thought he was doing something and showing off when he got into his underwear and jumped into that drainage ditch with the prairie dog infested dirt. And he really thinks he's doing something because his wives used to say that it was common for Cody to get in the mirror with his shirt off and flex and really admire himself. So Cody really thinks he's something to write home about. He really overestimates his outside package. Notice Janelle says Cody loves his pecs so much. She never says anything about herself loving them. Janelle says they're great, but it's really not about that for her. It's about emotional connection for Janelle and feeling that connection. Cody mentions that they missed in the flashback scene of him saying about his great packs and his six pack of abs. Him also saying that this is all about the fact that Janelle has always seen him as a physical specimen, as a resource. Cody feels objectified by Janelle. Cody says... Janelle has not ever seen him as a person, but as a piece of meat. She has never really dove into his humanity. That's what Cody says. Janelle never really dove into his humanity. That is complete and utter bullshit. Let's recall that Janelle and Cody used to have a great friendship. They had intellectual conversations. They had deep conversations. That's their main connection. It was never about lust. How could it have been when Cody looks like the creature that lives in the drainage ditch? For fuck's sake. We saw Cody in all his glory jumping into that drainage ditch. And I literally threw up in my mouth when I saw it. Not to be rude, but his body really isn't that attractive at all. He has a toxic mind. He has an even more disgusting personality. And he has zero consciousness or self-awareness or emotional intelligence. His outer package is nothing to write home about, but even if his outer shell was a 10, all of those things would negate that. Cody was not Janelle's pool boy. He might fancy himself that he was, but he wasn't. Cody just wants to try and villainize Janelle in any possible way he can, and he thinks one way to do it is by saying that he was objectified by her. Cody has nothing physically, emotionally, spiritually, consciously, mentally, personality-wise, in any way, shape, or form that most women with eyes or a mind or a soul would be into. Maybe if they were blind, and even then, Cody's personality would be a deal-breaker for them. This whole discussion point for Cody that Janelle objectified him, that he was just a hunk of meat to her, it really just puts Cody's warped perceptions and delusional thinking on full display for the world to see. He looks like the nutcase he is, really. When Cody says that Janelle has never really dove into his humanity, Suki wonders if by humanity, Cody means his vulnerability. And Cody says he just felt he was there to be a pool boy for Janelle. He felt like a piece of meat. And Suki wants Cody to explain what he means. Cody can't really explain. He knows he's lying. And Suki asks if he and Janelle had great sex and Cody doesn't answer. Cody doesn't seem like he would reciprocate with sex. He looks like a taker all the way. He looks very selfish. I doubt he does oral other than maybe him receiving it. And I doubt he knows where the clit even is. Sex, in my opinion, with someone like Cody would be about servicing him. 
He's selfish. He doesn't like inconvenience. He doesn't like to make an effort. I doubt he would do anything pleasurable for the woman. I don't think sex with Cody would be anything to write home about at all. Just hearing about sex and Cody in a vague way put me off my coffee. I was drinking my favorite coffee. I love coffee and my stomach turned to the point where I couldn't drink it. I had to pour it down the sink. I can't. They really need to put a warning next time if they're going to mention anything related to Cody and lust or sex because it is just so fucking off-putting and disgusting. On the bright side though, next episode we get to meet Christine's husband David and Mary says she is going to be telling her story. She will no longer be silent. I look forward to that. Cody has talked shit on Mary season after season and Mary hasn't really said one word. So she deserves her story to be told in her voice from her perspective and I am glad to hear her point of view. Cody is obviously very afraid of Mary speaking out or he would not be telling Mary he prefers to keep it private. I sincerely hope she airs all his dirty laundry and I sincerely hope she rips him a new one. That does it for this episode. I'll be back next week for the next part of the one-on-one special part two. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.